Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Hello, hello. Mark and Kimberly here. Hello. And you, most importantly. And you. And the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> Always. He's, he's he without a doubt, is the most important part of this conversation. Most important <laughs> member of the conversation. Amen. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We do welcome you. And we welcome you, our listeners, and we're so glad you're a part of the Family Mission podcast today, The Conversation. Yes. Glad you're joining in with us. That's right. Grab a good um, cup of coffee. That's right. That's what I would choose. Or hot tea. That's right. Or your favorite cold beverage, if you're listening to this later on and it's warmer out and you got lemonade you can sip on. Yes. I would probably mix the lemonade with some iced tea and make an Arnold Palmer. I think I would just get some good hot tea. (laughs) Well, you pick what you want. Just have a drink, but sit at the table with us, so to speak. And we invite you to encourage others to join the conversation. And have a good drink of the Holy Ghost. That's right. So we're so thankful for you, our listeners. We want to invite you to invite others to the table, so to speak, and be a part of the conversation. So share the podcast and make sure you communicate with us. Let us hear from you. Absolutely. Send us a nice email. That's right. Or maybe a not so nice one. That's right. Choice is yours. Choice is yours. Spellman Ministries at gmail.com. That's right. So we look forward to hearing from you, and we look forward to today's conversation, don't we, sweetie? We do. Um, What are we going to get into today in this conversation? Well, we're continuing in the mission of marriage. (gasps) Mission of marriage. That's right. That means it must be the mission of love. It is the mission of love. The mission of love. And so even if you're not married, you're welcome to continue in this conversation because really we're talking about relationship dynamics. But of course, exactly what we're wanting to focus on is the mission of marriage. And if you're not married, maybe you will be. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. So today what we want to talk about is a secret ingredient to a healthy, happy marriage. Or even just relationship, really. There you this, go. This applies. I mean, we are going to talk about things that have to do with covenant partnership and marriage, but this actually really mm-hmm. is um, an uh, application that could be in every relationship that That's we have. Right. Everyone who's important in your life. And certainly, this is a secret ingredient to a healthy and happy Home. Home. Come on. Home. And one of our mandates here at Family Mission is to bring healing to the home. That's right. Heal the home and you heal the land. The land. So um, you might be wondering, okay, what's the ingredient? What's the secret ingredient? Well, Well, we're going to tell you. Oh. And we're not going to give it to you in the fine print. We're going to give you it big, bold print. It is the secret ingredient of thankfulness. Thank you. Thankfulness. Thank you. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, we're getting kind of silly here today, but that's okay. Hey, the joy of the Lord's our streak today. (laughs) You know, years ago we were in uh, Bible school together and uh, one of our favorite instructors made a statement. Well, we went two different years, but 
We did. But we had the same instructor. We did have the same instructor. And it was our personal favorite instructor. Yes. But he said, the Lord spoke to him one time, actually asked him a question and said, would you like to learn how to increase your ability to receive from me? (gasps) Oh, everybody, do we Mm. want increase? That's right. Do we want increase? Increase in the ability to receive from God. That means anything and everything. That's right. You want to increase in your life? Mm Mm-hmm. You want increase. Here's the secret. Here's the secret. The Lord said to him, cultivate a lifestyle lifestyle of thanksfulness. Of thanksfulness. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, thankfulness. (laughs) Same thing. But the key word there, well, there's a number of key words. Cultivate. Oh, that means you have to continue to keep it going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That means the soil can get crusty and hard and baked over. So we need a cultivator to go in and... Disk it up. Till it up. Turn the soil over. Just turn the soil. Turn things over. Just dig it up. So cultivate a lifestyle, another key word, lifestyle. It's not just a a one-off thing, an occasional thing. It needs to be just a continual flow in your life, in your home, from your heart. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Are you full Mm -hmm. of thanks? That's right. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, contentment doesn't mean you're not expecting something better. You're not expecting that increase. Contentment really is a heart of thankfulness. Being thankful for what you have. That's right. Which thankfulness will also breed being really, really um, a good steward. There you go. Of what God's given you. So that tells me, Kim, that thankfulness is not just words. No, it's not. Thankfulness is not just saying thank you, though that's a way to express gratitude. (laughs) But like you said, if you're thankful for something, you're going to take care of it. You're going to protect it. You're going to watch over it. You're going to steward it uh, very well. Steward of it. So whether it's something material or if it's another soul, another person in your life, it's your spouse, it's your children. Thankfulness is not just going to be the words. It will be words, but it's not just the words. It's also the things you do to take care of them, to mm-hmm. protect them, to watch over them, to steward and and just be involved. Well, so let's start off right here. If we are thankful for our relationship mm-hmm. with our creator, Come on. what do we do? To cultivate that mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I think one of the first things you'll see is you will make time. Hmm. You'll make time for him. You'll make time for prayer. You'll make time for uh, getting into the Bible, reading. You'll make time for uh, gathering in the assembly of, of believers and followers of Christ. You're, you're going to make time for that relationship. You know, the thing that comes to me is that you will... Make it a quest mm. to hear his voice. That's good. You will train yourself to hear his voice, mm. and no other's voice will you follow. So that means precision 
in your hearing. Yeah. So what you're thankful for, for relationally, you're going to listen. Yeah. You're going to listen to them. You're going to you're talking about our creator, our father. We want to listen to him. But now bring it into the relationship aspect. Mm-hmm. If you're thankful for someone, whether it's your children, your spouse or or people, then you're not just going to always be in their space talking you're going to be in their space also wanting to listen because thankfulness has to do with value. Mm-hmm. You place value on something you're Come thankful on. for and what you place value on, you're going to want to people wise, you're going to want to hear from them. You're going to want to listen to them. And of course, we always like to listen when we're getting uh, praised and given uh, <laughs> given uh, accolades. accolades and appreciation. But we also want to hear from the relationships that we're thankful for. We want to hear even if they have a complaint. Oh, I mean, ladies, where do you like to shop? Mm. You like to shop somewhere that has a good customer service. Yes. Has a, has a good complaint department where if you're not happy, you can tell them about it and they're going to give enough value to you and your complaint to just work to make it right. Oh, hello. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, you too. my goodness. I mean, don't you like to shop where you know that if for some reason you're not happy, there's. Yeah. You that get... tool has a little warranty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why do people, you know. Not to call, well, anyway, I don't want to call out uh, stores, but let's just say there's certain stores where it is so easy to, to make a return. Something, to make mm-hmm. a return. And that's a place you like to shop because if for some reason you're not happy, there's, there's, there's a value that they've placed on you as a customer that they want you to shop in their stores. They want you to return. They want you to return. And so all of these things were, I know we're talking about you know, the application in these other realms. But this is really what makes a healthy relationship is, like she said, um, a relationship you're thankful for is one that you want to listen. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to them. You want to listen to what they have to say. You you have value that you've placed on them as a person, them and their opinion, them and their wisdom, them and their thoughts. And even if it's them and their complaints, you just want to hear from them because you're thankful because you're thankful. in your life you say well give us some scripture on this what is a great oh first thessalonians there you go first thessalonians let's go there together i'm going to read it in the new king james um first thessalonians chapter five five verse 16 through 18 verse 16 through 18 Here's, this might be one of the, sh- well, actually, it's one of the shortest. There's another two-word scripture. Most people know that out of John 11, Jesus wept. Most people can quote that. But here's another two-word scripture. Verse 16, rejoice, rejoice always. <laughs> you know, what's your say? You got King James? Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice always. That's a powerful scripture. Oh, but the Amplified, well, it's not two words. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Just be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted continually, always. Well, that is Amplified. Read that again. <laughs> I, I was like, when's that going to end? <laughs> be happy in your faith. And rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. 
Always. Always. So if you want faith in your home, faith in your marriage, you're going to be happy in your home. Be happy. Be happy in your marriage. Be happy. Be happy. Be happy. How's that going to say? And rejoice evermore. Always. Always. That means every minute of every day. That's always. <laughs> now, again, you might say, well, you can't, I mean, you can't do that. I mean, what how happens, could anybody live that way? What happens when things get real ugly and, and they say hurtful things? That's, you know? that's when you want to be <laughs> happy the most. <laughs> when you need to be happy. The oh, most. Jesus. And you say, well, here's the point, though. It's not about being happy about everything. It's not you're going to be happy <laughs> for everything, but it says be happy in everything. In. Rejoice Continually. in mm-hmm. all things. Rejoice always. In other words, your focus, if we can keep our focus on the Lord, whether it's in our marriage or in our home, then we're going to have something to rejoice about because as bad as it might be, something going on, it could be worse. It could be worse. There could be something worse going on. There could be, you know, you might be in a real tough situation in your marriage where you're working through some things, but say both of you still have your health. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to rejoice about right there. You're not, you're not sick. You're not paralyzed. You're not uh, battling an incurable disease. I mean, that, I mean, I know I can go on and on in that application, but the point is, it just what do you want to focus on? You want to just focus on the the pain and the hurt and the frustration and the disappointment, or do we want to find something in our heart to be thankful for? Well, and we may seem like you know. Everything is closing in all around us, but you know, even with with the the parting of the Red Sea, that particular illustration is coming up um, in me right now. And what happened? They began to walk. Mm-hmm. The waters parted. That didn't mean that there wasn't water on both sides. That didn't right. mean that there was an enemy. Mm-hmm. It was not an enemy behind them because there was. That's right. I mean, and, and water was in front of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like it, it it parted and they waited and waited and waited and then went through. No, they by faith had to walk. Just kept marching. And, you know, sometimes in, in our life and in our marriage, we have to choose to just keep walking. That's right. The walls may be on both sides and mm-hmm. we may feel like the enemy is right on our tail and there is obstacles in front of us, we have to just choose mm-hmm. to rejoice. That's right. And to keep moving. That's right. And the verse goes on to say, pray without ceasing. Uh-oh. And so that's how you keep moving is you, you're you just going to have to get God involved. You're going to have to seek God um, as a person, as an individual, as a couple. But I like I like that example, Kim, because... As they kept marching and kept walking, eventually they got through that very challenging time, that very threatening time, that very fearful mm-hmm. time, um, very, very critical time. They got through it. They got through it. And on the other side, I love how that story ends. God says, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no, no more. more. Okay, come on. Now, how, how does that tie into a happy life well, happy, it's, it's happy hope. marriage. It's absolutely hope. God's word, God's way. When we choose to do marriage and do life God's way, 
We might have to go through some Red Seas. We might have to go through them with the enemy nipping at our heels. We might have to go through them with the walls of water on both sides. But if we commit to doing it God's way, we commit to living a life of thankfulness of you know being thankful we choose to live a life of, of prayer and rejoicing and seeking God we do get through and on the other side we can look back and what used to be um like a, a pitfall what used to be a like a bad habit what used to be just a bad cycle in your life in your marriage in your home in your in your own soul we get through that time and look back the hope scripture's giving us yes. is that the enemies that used to just you know kind of haunt us and hound us and chase us and threaten us and produce fear in our life and hopelessness there is hope here today, guys. We'll, we can get to the other side with God's help and God's grace and God's wisdom and through community. You know, do life together. I mean, we want to be here for you. We know that there's other people that can be there for you. We have people there for us, and we try to be there for people, but we go through things together. And when we get to the other side, we look back and we say, praise God. That Egyptians, that which which chased us and, and produced fear and, right. and threatened us, now we see them no more. See them no more. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's hope for somebody today. That is hope. And we pray that that ministers hope yes. to you. We're not just trying to kind of hype you up, but we are trying to minister hope to you because God is a God of hope. Yes, he is. And he fills us with all joy and peace when we're believing. That's right. And he causes us to abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's Romans fifteen thirteen, by the way. Amen. So first Thessalonians five, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and now the secret ingredient in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and for me. Amen. And so that it's the will of God. Um, you know, there's just something so powerful about being thankful. It is. Um, you know, even in Deuteronomy 28, I think around verse 47, you know, one of the reasons the curse came upon Israel was because they didn't serve him with gladness of heart. There's just something about maintaining a gladness, maintaining an appreciation you know, and sometimes you may have to back up a little bit in a relationship, back up in a time in the relationship, because sometimes we get in the trenches, we're doing life, we get life gets busy, you hit a season in your life or marriage or home or family. Sometimes you got to back up to a time where you, you felt that, you felt that happiness, you felt that joy and realize, hey, that joy can be rekindled, that that gladness can be rekindled. But it takes intentionality, doesn't it, Kim? It does. It does. I want to read um, this scripture in the Passion Translation um, or paraphrase. It says, let joy be your continual feast. Mm. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect planned for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. Never restrain or pour out the fire of the Holy Ghost. And don't be one who scorns prophecies, but be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test. Amen. So 
I I think it's interesting um, how, you know, even that scripture goes on to say um, in verse 23, now may the God of peace Mm -hmm. and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. Yeah. So, and, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the one who calls you by name. It, it, his, he is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. Amen. So I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of skip down because the what I just read about he is the one who completes yeah the one who called you by name mm-hmm. is trustworthy Amen. and will, will will thoroughly complete you mm-hmm. he'll complete you that's right the work that he began in you he's going to complete in you so if there's something missing something lacking and that's just constantly producing a, a frustration or a hurt or disappointment. Realize that God is the one who's going to complete it. He's both the author and the finisher, finisher of our faith. He's the alpha and he's the omega. And so we just want to give this hope to you today, hope to you and your family, hope to you and your marriage, that if we will just choose to... Um, to be thankful, you know, if you back up in the thing, that scripture, I think in the passion, how that read, you know, just to be thankful. See, we're going to have to make a decision to be focused on something to be thankful for. And that might be something that you might be challenged to do right now, because you might be in a very difficult place, a very challenging place, maybe a very lonely place. And yet it may take all the faith you got just to even find something to be thankful for. But I believe if you'll look around, there's something that you can find to be thankful for. And as we do that, there's something that shifts in us when we just begin to take that step by mm-hmm. faith and to to be thankful to, you know, to may you look out and the, cl- the skies may be all cloudy, but just know on the other side of those clouds, the sun is still shining. And, you know, Jesus is still raining. God is still on his throne and there's going to be a new day. You know, there's it, it, the storm doesn't last forever. That's right. You know, we're not trying to just throw out just little cliche phrases, but I'm telling you like what you just read is a don't scorn prophecies. You know, we're speaking by unction of the Holy Ghost here today. We're speaking even in conversation what God's given us unction to say, what God's, we're not reading a script. We're not reading from notes. We're just having a conversation. But I sense, Kim, God is really trying to minister hope to someone today and encourage their heart today. But sometimes we can hear what God is saying. We can hear what God's saying in church, or we can hear what God's saying in a podcast, or we can hear it. And then sometimes we can go to the place where in our heart, then we say, yeah, but... You know, you don't know my situation or yeah, but you don't know how long it's been that way or yeah, but and Kim, you and I've been there. You know, we know what that's like to to have, you know, the word of the Lord come and we have situations and and we ourselves have to overcome the feelings to 
to fight through that hopelessness or fight through that discouragement or press through that and to realize there's hope in him. There is hope. There's hope in his presence mm-hmm. and there's hope in each other. Absolutely. But sometimes the little shift that just has to take place is we just have to choose to be thankful. And we have to choose to look. Sometimes you might, you know, the other day we, my wife had us out uh, picking strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> A little organic farm had some strawberries. and, and They yeah, were good. They are good. And they were out there. But sometimes all the clover that had grown up all around him, you had to. You kind of had to lift up a lot of leaves and move apart of you know move aside a lot of things to to find those little ripe strawberries that were just dangling there, but they were kind of buried sometimes, and sometimes that's how it is in relationships. You might have to might have to move some things around, might have to <laughs> shift some things around, might have to look under a few leaves, or might have to go to another row. You know, there's nothing on that row. Let's go to another row. But the the key is you just you're looking for it. You're looking for something to be thankful for. Absolutely. You're choosing to do what the Bible says, and I love what that uh, how the Lord spoke that to um, our one of our mentors. He said, "If you'll cultivate mm-hmm. a lifestyle of thanksgiving, you'll increase your ability to receive from God." And our families, we need to be able to receive from God. And our marriages, absolutely, we, we need do. to be able to receive from God. And so learning to cultivate. So I love that. You said, so what does that mean? You said, you asked me earlier, and I said, well, first of all, you're going to give time to something you're thankful for. And then you mentioned that we're going to want to listen mm-hmm. to that. So what do you think are some other things when we look further into this, you know, going into uh, being thankful and cultivating and and creating a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Um, let's look at another scripture. How about that? We got a little time for that. We sweetie? do. We got about five minutes. All right. Let's look at. Let me see here. Let's look. You know, I mentioned that uh, verse. I kind of quoted it in passing in Deuteronomy 28. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Uh, in this passage, it's it's kind of a long chapter. We're not going to read a bunch of it. Um, but I want you to know what it is about, Deuteronomy 28. In Deuteronomy 28, he gives, you know, the blessings. You know, a lot of times when we end our podcast we speak the Aaronic blessing the high priestly blessing you know may the Lord bless you may he keep you may he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so the blessing of God here is talked about in Deuteronomy 28 but following the first few verses of the blessing he picks up then in verse 15 and he lists the curses you know this is what's going to happen if you choose to not do it God's way and see one of the things we want to encourage in our podcast and our conversation is simply what we're going for is doing life God's way. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing life God's, God's way. way, doing marriage God's way, doing family God's way, doing doing our work God's way. Absolutely. And when we do it God's way, there's going to be blessing. And when we choose, if we choose to not do it God's way, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to it's going to have some struggles that maybe you wouldn't have if you chose to do it God's way. And so that's a list of curses mentioned here in Deuteronomy 28. But I think it's so interesting on down in verse 47. 
he just kind of he's went through a long, long list of things of of difficulties and challenges you're going to face. Curses, he calls them here in Deuteronomy 28. But down in verse 47, he says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore, shall your enemies whom the Lord will send or allow to come against you producing hunger and thirst and nakedness and need, and all these things will be produced. But notice, because we didn't serve the Lord with gladness. Hmm. And I quoted, uh, I think it was First Timothy 6, 6 earlier, that godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm-hmm. And contentment isn't just, you know, you just sit down, you're satisfied, and you don't ever want anything more. You don't want it, you want increase in your life. No, God wants to increase us. But that contentment is that heart of thankfulness. It's that heart of gratitude. I love what you said earlier, sweetie, that what we're thankful for, what we're content with, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be actions that we take to take care of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be this continual, oh, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And it's just words we say, but it's how we behave towards the things we're thankful for. It's how we behave towards the people we're thankful for. Absolutely. And so, you know, I just think that there's just a grace that comes when we just posture our heart that no matter what we're going through, we want to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And I believe that somebody here today just just listening that not only have you made that decision, you've you've kind of been maybe sitting, kind of teetering, but you've just been nudged in a very gentle way. You've been nudged not by our words, not by what we've said, but you've you've felt that nudge in your heart by the Holy Spirit to just move maybe away from just maybe being a uh, in a place where you're just uh, unthankful, and you maybe recognize that, and you say, you know what. I could be more thankful. I could be more thankful for the job I have. You know, I could be more thankful for you know my family or my marriage or uh, my church family or my pastor or all these different things. Sometimes, um, you know, the children of Israel, of course, were being talked to here in Deuteronomy 28, but the children of Israel, they seem to go through that cycle <laughs> with Moses. You know, they got on the other side of the Red Sea and they, uh, you know, had things go good. And then they usually found something to complain about mm-hmm. and then things would go south. And then they would repent and they'd, they'd be thankful again and things would go good. But then they'd find something, you know, to complain about and things would go south. And there was just this cycle again and again. They just kind of wandered. And it's just so powerful that things really do begin to turn when we choose that gratitude. We choose that thankfulness. Doesn't mean everything looks better. Doesn't mean everything feels better, but we've made a shift in our heart. And so I want to pray with whoever that's ministering to today, whoever that's encouraging here today. And Kim and I, we're just going to pray with you and pray for you right now. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your grace upon each and every heart, each and every person who's in this conversation today. Holy Spirit, you've you've taken hold of our conversation today and you've you've taken it in a direction that is for the purpose of encouraging and a purpose of inspiring hope in someone that might be finding it hard to be thankful. They might be finding it hard to find, you know, the quote silver lining. 
but I thank you that there's just a grace being released right now. There's a strength being released and even a courage to fight through all the discouragement and to fight through all the loneliness and to fight through all the hurt or the pain and to just look and say, God, you've commanded me to rejoice. You've commanded me to be thankful. And I'm going to choose to do that. And I thank you for the grace to do it right now. And I thank you that if I commit to doing life and marriage and family and and just walking by faith and I do it your way, that you are faithful, God. Like Kim said that scripture earlier, you are faithful and you are not just the one who begins a good work. You complete it in Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining in with us today in this conversation. We look forward to having a future conversation with you very, very soon. So um, we just do want to remind you that you are blessed and you are kept. The Lord is blessing you. He's keeping you. He's making his face to shine upon you. He is lifting up his countenance upon you and he has given you shalom, perfect peace. Oh, 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 oh,